Your hosts today would be Caleb. And I'm James. James, nice to see you, James. This is going to be a podcast where we're going to be talking about fantasy football. Uh, Today, we're actually going to be talking about wide receivers. And we each decided to go get our top 12. And we're going to debate and see whose list is better. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I I mean, I kind of... Not to be biased. It's it's pretty tough this year. It is tough this year. It's debatable. I think once you kind of get past the top three or four players, um, things get a little dicey, and I think any of them could finish from 15 on down probably could could swing in one direction, you know, given a touchdown. So... That was that was one of the things last year. Very low touchdown totals for a very lot of low these touchdown guys. totals. Yes. Well, and it'll be interesting this year um, to kind of see you if, guys miss a lot of time. Yeah. Coming off injuries. Yep. We'll see what happens. So, all right, we're gonna go ahead and jump in, and let's start with you, James. I no, I want to hear your. You want to hear, hear mine first. first? Okay. I so, first. <laughs> coming in at number one for my top wide receiver this year, I think it's kind of a given. Um, it should be a I given. Hope so. Would be Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah it's got to be Michael Thomas. <laughs> I don't think there is any other place you could go. I mean, what's going to change? Nothing. I mean, they didn't. They brought in uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Um, who will take some targets, but it's Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 185 targets last year, just almost 150 receptions, 1,700 yards. I mean, he had. 75 more points than second place guy. Yeah. I mean, it, last year it was weird. I mean, it was clearly Michael Thomas far and above the best wide receiver, Christian McCaffrey far and above the best wide running back and Lamar Jackson. I mean, it was just those, if you had one of those three positions, you probably got, I mean, you probably got to the finals. Yeah. Even then with Michael Thomas, I don't think, you know, looking at my stats over here, I don't think he's had any season less than a thousand yards. Um, he's had one season under a hundred targets and it was only by eight Well, receptions or receptions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his yards per catch has been about the same yards per target. I mean, his touchdown besides one year, it's been nine every year, which is a great number. Yeah. And I mean, you still have Drew Brees coming back for another year. We'll which see what happens dynasty after. wise. Yeah. I mean, dynasty wise. I mean, we are talking good. was good with Teddy Bridgewater back there. I mean, elite talent can still produce with bad quarterback play, but true. I mean, and we are talking PPR, half point PPR, and you know we'll f- we'll fluctuate between a standard and dynasty as we like to play dynasty, uh, but we also do play standard leagues as well. Um, so I'm assuming you then you are agreed your number one is Michael Thomas as well. Yep. So I'll jump down to my number two. So my number two is uh, someone that actually needs a lot of help, and the reason he's at number two is because he has no help, which is Devonte Adams. Okay. He is my number three. Ooh, number three. So number here we go. Three. Debate. So here's why I have Devontae Adams at number two is... Which last year, he was a lot of people's number one. He, yeah. wasn't, he was He's also he was the guy. number one guy last year. Green Bay took a whole entire draft, drafted a quarterback, <laughs> don't which they don't need. Don't we don't need to get into that. But they drafted a quarterback and a bunch of defensive players and then some well, late round talents. Round two, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about the running back, which... Also didn't need, but still he has not a ton of wide receiver help. And in fact, I think the only wide receiver they really brought in was a guy. Wasn't it from the Canadian football league? So, I mean, even then what are, I mean, it's Devonte Adams or nothing. They don't have any tight ends. He played 12 games last year and he's finished 24th overall which isn't great. I mean, the new offense coming in there last year, it took him his first half of the season was definitely different. But the second half of the season, he really kicked it into gear. And the thing why Devontae Adams is so safe is his touchdown totals. I mean, last year he had five, but the year before that, 13, 10, 12. I mean, he's consistent. He, he, I mean, he's probably my bet to lead the league in touch, receiving touchdowns. Just his target share around the end zone. Aaron Rodgers trusts him. It's the only guy he has there. It's just, will them. they double team? Will they triple team? You know, because again, they have no help. But I, I still think, and you did bring up, you know, he had 12 games last year because of an injury. Yeah. Um, the year before that, he only played 15, 14 before that. Which are, I mean, are, are fine numbers. I mean, yeah, missing they're one, fine. two games isn't, it's just, isn't terrible. You know, when you're when you're going and drafting, a, you know, a top-end wide receiver, you would like him to play full 16 games. And I'm going to, we'll always stat out for 16. Yeah. But 
you know, yeah, 12 games with a with an injury last year. I mean, he, he still was, had he was, almost a thousand receivers. Yeah, he was three <laughs> yards away from a thousand, and that would have been his second thousand yard season. Right. He's It'd a, have been he, back to back. He's played six years. This will be going into his seventh year. He's only 27. I mean, things shouldn't change. Things shouldn't change. So since I've got Devontae Adams at two and you have him at three, what's your number two? My two is Julio. Julio, who's my number three? Okay, yeah. See, I told you we have the same top three. <laughs> we do have the same top three. Julio is, I mean, I love Julio. He's one of my favorite receivers of all time. He is just incredible. Can do everything. He's big. And he's just, he's done it for ever nothing has ever changed he's been a top seven wide receiver for the past six years i mean that is insane mm-hmm. and he has finishes of number two number three in there mm-hmm. he i mean and the one thing is it's weird with julio his touchdowns are weird i don't understand it like last year you thought it looked like he was going to have 12 touchdowns last year you know it was six the year before that eight but looking through his history i mean most of the time he has at least six touchdowns. So, I mean, that's True. not bad. And especially when you're getting 1,400 yard seasons every year. I think the, the thing that I have an issue with, though, is sometimes it seems like all of his totals are touchdowns come in one game. Yeah, that's I that, think that. that's where you got you got the games where he has the 250 yards and three touchdowns and you just knocked out 50 points. And then the very next week, he's kind of given you a, you know, maybe three receptions for 60 yards and a no and a no touchdown and you got nine points yeah i mean last year he had five games of over 20 points mm-hmm. and he played 15 games last year he yep. was out one game yep which i mean it, it's weird it, Julio, he doesn't he would, miss a lot of time no but you would think he would he would have though it's weird looking back through his history because he's always i mean he's Dealing always a foot like or an yeah, ankle or... exactly but yeah he's only ever really missed time one year yeah so no, and again, I don't have He's a locked and loaded top end guy every year. Yeah. And again, Matt Ryan's still coming in. They've they've got kind of a rebuild offense. They got Todd Gurley coming in. We'll see what they do. Because it seems like right now, though, that they're they're ready to run and gun with Todd Gurley until that knee just Well, they lost falls Austin apart. Hooper. I mean, Sanu left halfway through the year last they year. They did bring in um, the second half of Atlanta last year was weird. I but mean, they did bring Matt in Ryan Hayden Hurst. Missed time. Yeah, but he's still he's still unproven. I mean, he's still on last year was a monster target yeah. shared yeah. number. Yeah. Wow. Well, he was like the number he one was. or number two. He tight was. End. <laughs> so. He was clearly the number one guy. Yeah. So they're played. definitely losing a lot of targets, but bringing in some that can take some of that. But again, that would be more. And then, you know, you never know with Calvin Ridley. Will he step up? Maybe, maybe not. He's been good. He's not Julio good, but he's still good. But yeah, that's why Julio's number three for me. So no, I have no issues with him up there yeah. now. Gonna jump into my four, and I'm a little. I, I think I, this is where a lot of the debates. The, a lot of the debates are really gonna get going here. Is I've got DeAndre Hopkins okay. at four, and I know some people have him as late as even ten. He's my six. So he's at he's six. six. So the 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 thing is, it's it's kind of like Michael Thomas. Actually, kind of like the first three. You you can't really you can't talent really go wise, against them. No, you can't. Ta- you talent can't. wise, I mean. He's incredible, and he, he he's a proven guy, and he's proven it with terrible quarterbacks. And yes. I, I'm I'm a big Kyler Murray guy. I love Kyler Murray. I love that offense, what it can do for fantasy. But well, and Deshaun Watson's not is, a bust, but... No, no, not at all. I mean, Deshaun Watson's incredible, yeah. but y- you've seen in bad situations, Hopkins can thrive. Right. But there's always that slight hesitation when a player changes teams. You True. You never truly know. And with the modified off, off season we're having, yeah. you know, how will they exactly. connect? But I think DeAndre Hopkins has such good ability to take a quarterback, even in a rookie season like he did with uh, Watson, and flourish. So I think in that first year with Kyler Murray, I'm not – and he spreads the ball, so it is a little nerve-wracking yeah, there. I mean, I, but I guarantee you he's going to pull a number one target share. He does every oh, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I'm uh, not worried about Christian Kirk. I'm not worried think, about Larry Fitzgerald. No, I don't think that's debatable. The but I don't offense. think. I think it will be hard for him to get that like that thirty percent, like he's usually. Yeah, thirty percent is high. I don't, and I don't have him going at a thirty percent. I'm just, more of about a twenty-five. But just like uh, like uh, the fantasy footballers, their ranges for them. One of them's ranked at number five. One of them's at nine, and one of them's at fifteen. Yeah. I mean, there are some debates. Yeah, and th- those are some. Arizona guys. <laughs> yeah, they so. are Arizona guys. We love the fantasy footballers. Um, those are Arizona guys. But yes, I think DeAndre Hopkins, 
I have him ranked high just because I, at the end of the day, I would never bet against him. No. Yeah, and that's, that's I mean, that's I, I have him at six. There's yeah. just a couple guys. So who do you have at four then? At four, I have Tyreek Hill. You have Tyreek Hill. Okay. This, I mean, like I said, after three debates start and... I mean, I, yeah, I thought about my number five guy there and DeAndre Hopkins there at my number six guy. But Hill, I mean, he's just – you would never expect a player like him to produce what he does. as well as he does. But, I mean, he's his talent is just unmistakable. I mean, you could disagree with him off the field, but mm-hmm. on the field – He's a monster. He is. Yeah. And, and the surprising thing is his touchdown totals. I mean, <laughs> seven past last year, and he missed time 12 the year before that and seven. I think the 12 is what gets me. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he was on track, I think, to do just actually better than 12 this year. Yeah. Um, but he only ended up playing 12 yeah, his, games. Yeah, the, the, I was just about to bring it up. The 12 games injury, which that was his first year really in, dealing with injuries. Mm-hmm. He finished the year at rank 32. I mean, at um, rank 30, but... Which is the other thing with DeAndre Hopkins, by the way, doesn't miss a lot of time either. No, <laughs> but but Tyree Kill does not miss time. Um, he's almost a guaranteed thousand yard kind of guy too, because he gets all these you know forty, fifty, sixty yard. Well, I mean, he he had fifty eight receptions and he finished number thirty last year. The year before that, when he finished number three overall, he only had eighty seven receptions. I mean, he is just he's a freak. Yeah, no one can catch. It's him. his yards and his touchdowns. And when you have Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball, I mean, it it's like taking candy from a baby. So do you them. ever see then, though, can you ever see, because you see some of these guys up here that are having close or above 100 receptions every year. Yeah. Can you see Tyreek Hill getting 100 receptions, or is he going to only bring you those yards? So in a standard non-PPR league, I mean, you know, closest, I could move him his up. closest is 87, and that year he had 137 targets. It's in any read offense with what they have. I think a hundred is probably the top top end though. Top end. So uh, in a PPR I mean, Kelsey, league, you're not really going to get that extra. It's debatable whether who's the one, Tyree Kill or Kelsey. Because I mean, Tyree right. Kill does have those games where he ghosts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why. I mean, he's my number four, but that's in a vacuum. It's mm-hmm. all. It's going to come down to draft who you already got. Right. Like if I took a running back first round. Before Tyreek, I, I would have a little hesitation. Tyreek Hill is my number one overall wide receiver for a team because he is that kind of guy. I mean, when he goes off, I mean, he can pretty much win you week by himself. But sometimes you have that, and it's kind it's, of if, a if, boomer bust almost. Yeah, if you're risk averse, I mean, but that's why I put him here. I mean, he's just he's proven it, and he's in the best offense in the league. And with he the seems best healthy. Quarterback. They've said that he, yeah. they said that he's healthy and ready to go. Do you see Clyde's Edward Hilaire? causing any issues because he's a pass catching three down kind of back. They still got Damian Williams, but that's the thing. They've always, they've always had a guy back there pretty much. I mean, he might get a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to be that big of an increase. And that might even be, it might not be right at, at the beginning of the season. It might True. take some time for him to put in there. Cause I mean, what Damian Williams did for them in the playoffs should have been MVP could have been. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Andy Reid's going to show a little bit of loyalty towards him, and he's going to at least – I don't think he's just going to go away. Yeah, I don't think so either. I just think it's very interesting, and we're not doing running backs, so we don't need to debate that. But no. I do think it's interesting um, with the amount of pass catchers that they have in in Kansas City and a quarterback that kind of maneuvered, well, but yeah, he's – It was surprising. I mean, they kept Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson. Mm-hmm. They had to restructure Sammy Watkins' contract, obviously, but – I mean, and he's clearly looks like he's over the hill, but he's just another mouth in the offense. Uh, and see, so I have Tyree Kill at five. Okay. So it's not like I'm I'm really against what you're saying either. And I just moved with, Hopkins before him. Okay. Yeah. So then my number five is Chris Godwin. And see, I have Godwin at six. Yeah, so see, we're we're, we're just slightly off here. Yeah. And I mean, it is. I mean, this. It's is it funny to I, you? I debated though? him at number oh, at number four really hard. I really, really thought about it, but with the change in quarterback is where I mean it's he Brady. did miss a little bit of time. He missed two games last year, but he finished. No, I mean it's hard to debate with his talent. I mean he was so hyped up last off season. I mean everyone talked about Chris Godwin and he proved it. He was a monster. He 
mean, I'm a huge Mike Evans guy. I was about to say, is it I weird for Mike you to Evans. try and take Godwin over at Evans? I know you it love is, Mike Evans. Weird. It is weird. I've been on. I, and I, they I, still I claim him. that Mike Evans is the number one. Well, I, I mean, I th- I still think Mike Evans is more talented than Chris Godwin. It's just it's just body type and their roles in the offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, but one thing that did surprise me looking back at Chris Godwin was his yards per catch. I mean, he was at 15.5 last year. He's I mean, that, that's big. Yeah. Especially for a slot receiver. Like, I mean, he usually is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he still had touchdowns last year, which he, is great. He had 1300 yards. Yeah. And I on mean, 86 receptions. Yeah. And nine touchdowns, which is again, you know, the touchdowns is he's elevated. He, you know, last year in, in 18, he had seven. Yeah, his rookie season he had one, which, which I mean, la- I mean, last year was the first time he, he really exploded. exploded. I yeah. mean, 2018 he was a wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but I mean, watching, I mean, it's hard to deny. I mean, you well, because in in 18 he only had the 840 yards. But when I was looking at it last year, trying to compare how many times Jameis Winston threw the ball how many times Tom Brady threw the ball in it. I mean, Winston threw the ball a lot, but so did Brady. I mean, Brady threw the yeah. ball over he 600 He just had no times. wide receivers up in New England. So, I mean, I mean, clearly Brady isn't the same Brady right. of 10 years ago when he had Randy Moss, but I still he, think he can, he'll be good. Enough, and that's why I have Chris. That, and that's another reason why I have Chris. Do Godwin you see, ahead of Mike Evans. though, with the signing of Gronkowski coming down, coming back and coming down to Tampa, taking any of those targets away because they've got the connection. I'm not on the Gronk cut. You're not <laughs> on the Gronk I'm cut. not on the Gronk cut. I don't he know. Came up in our dynasty league. And I mean, there were people, I mean, the in our dynasty league, hundred dollars. He, he spent all of his budget. We have on a fab. We run a I fab budget. Five bucks. <laughs> yeah. We run a fab budget and I jumped on the Gronk train. Cause if you can get an elite tight end, go for it. But we had somebody, we, we were on a hundred bucks and he put in every penny, all hundred bucks. I think I did 70. Yeah. Yeah. You and then you did five. And I think someone else did like 15. Yeah. Or something. But there was only like four I mean, of us that put bids in. I saw Gronk. I mean, and it was in an offense where he was the number one or two. I mean, yeah. it was just. And he's Julian never Edelman. healthy. Yeah. And what and did he do? He's been. Dancing. The last time we saw him, it was ugly. Yeah. Well, and he was on the mass Singer dancing. He's won the you know, WWE, which right, like you know. I mean, I love looks, I love Gronk, but I mean, yeah. it's just and there's some reports saying I mean he's lost like 30, 40 pounds or something. Yeah, like, where's the muscle at? You know, is he is he gonna even? I be do in game think form? at the beginning of the season, because of the off season we're having, there could be a tendency for Brady just if comfort Godwin Evans aren't getting the right routes, they're not reading each other right. He could, yeah, because they could be something like that for the first couple of games, but. I mean, I've already heard tons of reports. Brady has been working out with the guys already in groups. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Brady, I mean, there's no one more on top of it than Brady. Well, and and yeah, and and that's, again, why I've got Chris Godwin where I have. I have him. Where do you have him again? I've got him at six. Okay. So not not too far behind. But, again, it's, it's Tom Brady. And Tom Brady is accurate. He's good with the ball. And I think what makes me like and that's Godwin. Why, yeah, that's another reason. Because right. just. There's going to be more passing attempts ball, to not turn I mean, the Mike ball Evans over. Mike Evans is always deep ball guy. Deep right. ball guy. I mean, he, Evans can and, do and everything. And Brady gets rid of the ball. Tendency-wise, exactly. He wants to get rid of the ball. And he does not want to hold it up for four or five seconds. He wants to hold it for two or three. And Bruce Arians has proven in the past his slot guy, which... And keep in mind, they don't really have much of a run game still. No. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Ronald Jones... I was I've, never on the Ronald Jones. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Ronald Peyton Jones Barber. fan. Um, you know, well, Peyton Barber is now in I mean, Washington. But, but what... Is, I'll just say OJ Howard, but that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get into. Yeah, that. we don't. We don't want to under, figure out what happened to OJ Howard. Um, so number seven. So number seven. Uh, I've got Kenny Galladay. Same. All right. Same. Well, so we're rocking the Kenny Galladay train. So Mr. Smooth. Love him. Yes. Love him. Love freaking him, love, love Kenny Galladay. Bought a shirt this year. Yeah, Marvin Jones is still a good wide receiver, but Kenny Galladay now owns that team. He, and I think as long as Matthew Stafford will stay healthy and they don't have to go through all this that weird That is why, because la- going into last year, I had... I had Galladay was probably as, top five. Well, he, that's how he finished. But, I mean, going into last year, draft season, I mean, I had him like around 15 or something. Really? Like, I, I did not see what was coming. I mean, I just... Because the year before that, it wasn't as... 
I don't know. It's. I mean, he had a thousand yards. Five twenty-one. The the year before last year in two thousand eighteen. So coming, I mean, I thought he was going to take a leap, but I didn't see the number six guy. And that was with Matthew Stafford missing a, a good lot of game of time. And I think, uh, yeah, and, and, and I mean, his his stats did come down a little bit, but he still had those games. I mean, he had tons of games last year with two touchdowns. Yes. He is a touchdown monster. He led the league in touchdowns. How many touchdowns did he have last year? He had 11. 11? Led the league. Hmm. He, um, I think that's why he was able to finish Marvin, as high as he did, though. The, yeah, but, but that's that's Kenny Gallagher. Because he only had 65 receptions. Exactly. His, I mean, his yards per catch was 18.3. But I still think that with Matthew, a healthy Matthew that's Stafford coming back, his receptions seven. will go up. That's why he's my number seven. And yep. this... Where I mean, do you see his floor his, then? I mean, his floor, if Matthew Stafford's healthy the whole season, I think his floor is like 15th. At, at worst, I think his floor is 15th. Overall? Yeah. But I want to get into the Marvin Jones discussion a little bit yep. because I was looking into this for my Kenny Galladay, and it is... Let me pull him up. Marvin Jones is a weird case. He's had a couple... He, he's really only ever produced at a high end where it would worry you once he's only mm -hmm. finished in a PPR setting. He's only finished his highest finish ever is 11 and the highest before that is 28 and 29. So, I mean, he's only had one elite year. He's a, he's a, he's a number two guy. Yeah. That's what I'm or trying three. to say. Or three. He's, he, he's not going to threaten Kenny Galladay, but TJ Hawkinson, they just don't have a lot of guys. I mean, Danny mm -hmm. Omendola is their number three wide receiver and he needs to retire. Well, and then they drafted, uh, um, I mean, last year, Marvin Jones, he played 13 games, had nine touchdowns. Kenny Galladay had 11 touchdowns. I mean, so that's still, even with Marvin Jones getting nine touchdowns, Kenny Galladay can still have his. Right. Because so they, they, I mean, I, I'm a big carry-on guy too. Yeah. But, well, but what about DeAndre Swift? Year, which I still think it's going to be a split. Yeah, I think it'll be a split, but I think that DeAndre Swift, again, is another pass catcher, just like carry-on, and I think... Well, that that was the thing last year. They didn't really throw the ball to carry on. Well, he was also hurt for most of it. Yeah, but why? Know, so. I mean, it was it was frustrating. Yeah, it was frustrating. And I and again, you know, I think what we've we've kind of ch chatted about most of this is when when you're the guy, and you're going to demand just like Kenny Galladay is going to demand that, and he's not a he, he's got a big body, he's, so he's going to be an end zone type machine. Incredible. Hence the you know leading the I mean, league in touchdowns. Some of his touchdown catches last year, I mean, double coverage just. Yeah bullying people yep. it was impressive yeah i 100 agree with you i think so kenny galladay number seven i mean he's, um, aver he's averaged the past two years about 120 targets yeah. which is a little bit i mean it, it it's a significant amount more than marvin jones he's yeah. clearly i i, I just kind of want to put that out there because i hear that a lot and i still think marvin jones can be a late like he could be a draftable guy but he's clearly not on the same level as kenny galladay 100%. 100%. So moving down to number eight, I've got Odell Beckham Jr. Oh. I think this is this is oh. one of my one of my changes. So hear me out. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I've got him. Odell I'm, is my 14. 14. Wow. So here's the thing though. Here's what I like about what I've heard out of you know Cleveland thus far is, again, neither one of us are going to argue that Odell Beckham Jr. does not have top five talent. He does. Of course not. He's got, he could be the number one at any given season. He's been top five. He's been top, top five. He's Yeah, he's been all over the map, honestly. Well, However, yeah. the reason I have him at number eight and the reason I like him in my top ten over some of these other guys is this one thing. I think Baker Mayfield, I've got his jersey on right now, and you'll make fun you of do. it, but I got you his do. jersey on right now. I'm on the Baker Mayfield train. I was last year, and he he let me down. I think I, I was just I a was, season early. I was, I was very, I was glad. I mean, it was it was sad to see last year, honestly, because he had a, he showed tons of promise after year one, and his rookie season was insane. It was. I mean, they they've addressed their offensive line, which is the biggest problem, I think. Yes. I mean, you. Well, it was so clear to see Baker. I mean, he was on his just, back a lot. Sit all, I mean, yeah, and yeah. he just had hot feet. He just couldn't sit still back there. So you brought up one of my points. So they bolstered the offensive line. 
But Kevin Stefanski coming in as the head coach, he came into Minnesota and made them a run first team. I like that. I like Nick Chubb, I think, becoming a run first team. But off of that, their play action, quick passes, RPO style. And I think that, that was the only way they could really get the ball to Odell last right. year. There was, and that's there was, it, though. There was, I don't know what it was. It was just they could not connect last year. It was the most bizarre thing. I mean, watch. I mean, I have Odell in my dynasty league, and it was it was so frustrating. And you're not trading him away anytime soon. Well, I mean, I, I we could have made a trade I and I messed that, it up. It's it, he's all over the place. Like like Caleb again, has him 18. I have him 14. And I mean, some like like some for reference for the fantasy footballers. One of them has him at tw- two of them have him at 20. One of them has, a, has him at 14. So I mean, he he's all over the map. But you can't deny the talent. Can't played, deny the talent. I mean, and the weird thing is, is he has had injury concerns in the past. And yes. last year he played all 16 games yes. when he probably shouldn't. <laughs> when he probably shouldn't though. True. And that was another thing that was nagging him. The last one year. thing that you can say though is he didn't, he didn't have any time in the offseason last year before he got traded pretty soon before the season. Right. Didn't have any time right. to work with Baker. Landry right. had a year on top of him in that offense. And I mean, I. I, I have I have a Landry shirt too. I love Jarvis Landry. He is one of the best slot receivers in the league. But talent wise, he's not on Odell's level. Are you surprised to see though? In the touchdowns, I think that's where Odell can really. He had seventy four receptions last year. Yep. Which is not a good total for him. No, but he's he's been in the hundred. But he's been in the hundreds, um, and he had a little over a thousand yards. His yards per catch though were were up last year. And again, I think coming target, in, though, we're down. I think coming in with Kevin Stefanski is going to really change that offense. I think Baker Mayfield is more of a quarterback that needs to get rid of the ball faster. He's not a hold on to it. Let me throw it downfield. That's not the quarterback he needs to be. Well, I think he couldn't. He he didn't have the option last year. He was on which his back. That just deletes some of because Odell can do everything. Yeah. And that just because some of his big plays are deep down the field. I mean, his catch, the famous catch was a deep down a deep the field. Ball, play. Yeah. But if you he just needs that in his repertoire just to keep other defenses on check. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a mess last year. Yeah. It, but Austin Hooper coming in is going to take some of that target share. And I see. I don't know. I don't know, know what I they're going to do with Njoku. I don't know I if really they're. It really, sounds like they're I, keeping. I really him. didn't understand Austin Hooper signing. To be honest, I think what happens is is if you can go out and get a number one tight end, <laughs> yeah, like Austin Hooper was, go do it. But I don't think Baker Mayfield's a tight end throwing guy. That's what guy. I was going to say. And yeah, I think I that's just, why David Njoku has not had the success that but, we know yeah, he could Yeah, that's have. why, yeah, I, I thought David Njoku's been just fine yeah. in that offense. like Because yeah. it didn't look like they were trying to make him like a top tight end. And again, we'll see what Kevin Stefanski brings. Hunt but In the backfield, which I'm very confident was the more receiver guy than mm-hmm. Nick Chubb. But yeah, I mean, besides Austin Hooper coming in, nothing's really changing. Other than the offensive line getting better. better. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So since I threw a wrench, who's your number eight? It's Cooper Cup. What? Yep. I don't even have Cooper Cup in my top 12. Really? Nope. So the industry on Cooper Cup is split. Some of them have them at fantasy footballers. One's at six, one's at nine, one's at 11. And it was a tale of two seasons last year for Cooper Cup. It was dramatically different. He ended up second overall right behind Kenny Galladay in touchdowns. Which has been his thing in their offense is his he's the touchdown guy, but they block. I mean, they didn't use Brandon Cooks a lot last year. He's gone. The the only concern though is the second half of last season, what they did with their tight ends was was they stopped running as many three wide receiver sets, mm-hmm. which isn't going to be. I mean, they draft which I do like Van the, Jefferson. Uh, they drafted Van Jefferson, but he's kind of a project. Mm-hmm. Josh Reynolds hasn't really ever proven that he's. But can, be anything. can he play the outside? Cooper Cup? Yeah. Well, I think I think Robert Woods is going to be playing the outside. Yeah, but you're gonna if you're doing a two set. Yeah. It's Tyler Higby. When we get to the tight end sections, Tyler Higby is going to be a fascinating. He's going to be a fascinating breakdown. But I mean, <laughs> Cooper Cup last year was his first year. I mean, he finished in four. I mean, that is he he's proven that, that he that is can the do highest it. though that he's finished. Yeah, I mean he he's played three years. His second year, he only played eight games because of the ACL tear, yep. and he finished 51 that year. But his rookie season, he finished 25. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, so and he he's had a never good been bad, season. and his connection with Jared Goff is noticeable. Yes, they have a connection, especially down the end zone. But 134 targets last year, 94 receptions, almost 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. I mean, I think if that offense, because going back to the tale of two halves, I mean, the first half, I mean, it looked like he was going to be the clear and away number one guy last mm-hmm. year. I mean, Mike, I mean, it was him and Michael Thomas right there. And Cooper Cup was the number one guy for a while, just having monster games. But then the second half of the season, looking back at it, it doesn't look as bad. He still scored double digit points in every game last season, except three, four. But it was noticeably different when you're used to scoring about 20 points a game to about 10 points a game, 12 points a game. And that's when Robert Woods kind of took over, though. Yeah. And so what do you think then? So you're going to still if you're taking one of those two. Any I mean, he did score in the last five games last year, so that helps. But that that's the thing. Like Woods has been more of the yardage guy, mm-hmm. but the touchdown the guy, guy is. Guy. So it is because I have seen Woods pretty high on some rankings. I have too. And I, I don't have, seen, have him have in my top 12. Flipped. I have seen a foot. Do you have Woods in your top 12? I do not. So it is interesting to see because I do I think up, the younger guy looks like he's still on the rise yep. and and he's got great hands. Yeah, he does. So he, well, he's just he's just he's consistent as well. He, like everything I've heard about Cooper Cup is football is his life. Yep. It is what he was put on this earth to do. And he loves it. He's a I don't great not runner. like it. I don't not like where you have him. I'm just a little surprised. I do think it could be skewed seen because I just a little optimistic but I, I don't know how their offense is I don't know how LA's offense that, is gonna that, that's the thing I mean going back and forth I just think that at the end of the day Sean McVay because last year I mean the Rams weren't really good like, they, they were not what we were expecting coming off the no, Super Bowl right they Todd were a Gurley Super Bowl contender that, their defense was not up to par throughout no. most of the season and then they've cut a bunch of people their this offseason line has gotten worse and worse the past few years they did bring Whitworth back though yeah which is good but I think at the end of the day, I mean, I, I, I do think Cooper Cup is more talented than Robert Woods. Interesting. So that's kind of at the end of the day. I mean, I think talent wins over and mm-hmm. I think the connection with Jared Goff. And I think I still think that they're going to use the tight end a lot, but that's why I'm not so worried since they got rid of Brandon and Cooks. I don't see Josh Reynolds as a threat. I think Van Jefferson more as a project. I definitely think for the first half of next season, I don't. I really don't think there's much to worry about with either of them. But I think Cooper Cup is going to be the well. Isn't Van? I think Van Jefferson's supposed to replace Brandon Cooks' position anyway. He could be. He's supposed to kind of be that new. The the stuff I've seen people talk about him. He is a he is he's a project a project. All the talent in the world, but is could be seen as a project guy. So I don't see him taking a lot away. It is it is interesting. Again, I don't not like it. I I think. I think it's interesting um, because I mean he was he was a hyped up I mean it was like like that third fourth round mid there it was like Adam Thielen Cooper Cup Kenny Galladay last year Robert Woods they were all there and two of them hit Cooper right. Cup hit Kenny Galladay hit right. so I all think right. it's just gonna be more of the same they're both I think they both I think they were both the same draft class I think they're both on the rise about the same so again interesting. Not upset about it. Just interesting. You want to say your number nine? Well, let's see. So my number nine, um, huge fan of. Well, Every, my number nine, I'm not, I'm not really sure. So I, we might not be on the same page here. But my number nine, huge fan of. I've only got to watch him play one year, but that one year has been stellar. And every time I go back and watch tape, I'm just like, dude, this guy's going to be a freaking monster. I think I know. Can I take a guess? Go ahead and take a guess. Adam Thielen. Not even close. A.J. Brown. Really? I've got A.J. Brown at number nine. It was, I mean, like It was a stellar rookie season. This is a very debatable class. (laughs) Yes. He did not make my list. Yes. So he's he's not in your top 12? He's on the receiving votes list. (laughs) (laughs) So he played all full 16 games last year. He had a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, and here's the only thing that's a little concerning: fifty-two receptions. Yep. Okay, a little concerning. However, you have He's to. He's con- that guy, though. He is yards that guy. per catch over twenty yards. Yes, which is like Deshaun Jackson, like those big guys. Yes, and, but the thing is, 
is he's not running re- he's not really running routes like those guys. Right. <laughs> he's just bullying people. I mean, he is. It's a because tank. he's a beast. It is. I, he's I Marshawn lynching it, the the cornerbacks. I don't know what it was like watching him and DK Metcalf. Like they look like they're completely flipped in the NFL. Like watching them at Ole Miss, it looks like yeah. everyone DK Metcalf's a huge, big, strong guy. AJ Brown looks massive. Mo- he looks, he looks bigger, bigger than DK yes. Metcalf on the NFL field, and he plays bigger, bigger. He is a beast, and I, fr- I freaking love him. However, when you look at the s- the statistics from when Tannehill took over to before Tannehill, it, I think that's where the jump happened. The thing is, is the um, snap percentage. I mean, for the first half of the season, he was barely seeing sixty percent of the snaps, and then uh, it's just one week he went up over. The 90s, and it just stayed there yep. because they figured him out. They understood that he's a monster and needs to be on the field on an every-down basis. I mean, Might he, as well put him in on defense I, as I well. I expect him to be at the higher end of the touchdown guys, mm-hmm. yardage guys, but yeah, his... With, his with Tannehill coming back, Derrick Henry coming back, the only thing that makes me I a do, little nervous... That's what I like. I mean, they lost one of their offensive linemen, but... Right. I mean, Tannehill's a little mobile guy. I he's mean, also consistent. He doesn't turn the ball over. A.J. Brown is... Without, he I mean he's clearing away their number one guy. Yeah, I was I I, I love Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. I'm sorry, I thought he was going to be great. Yeah, it's over. I still wish it's Corey over. Davis would be great, considering I did just make a trade for him in my yeah. in my dynasty league. However, I do understand that Corey Davis train has probably now left, and the AJ Brown train is coming and steamrolling through that offense. And I, that is why I have him at nine. I think he's going to be fantastic in year two. I don't think he's going to do a rookie second year slump. Well, usually the what I usually hear is the biggest jump a wide receiver makes in the NFL is from year one to year two. 100%. So, and, and then the next biggest is year three. Yep. But I mean, last year, AJ Brown, and it was really all that second half. He finished at 15 overall. The other, the other good thing too, is that's, I do that's think the Tennessee, other thing, Ryan Tannehill was at a, I think an unsustainable level last year with how good he actually was. I, yeah. I, I've always been on the a big Ryan Tannehill fan, but I do think it was a little above his normal reach. So that's why, I, I mean, I think AJ Brown will probably stay about the same. Yeah. So that that's, he was uh, just off my list. All right. So who do you have now at number nine then? I have Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. That's what I was saying. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of him. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> the Amari Cooper. He, so I've got him similar, at 11. Okay. He's similar to Tyree kill in that regard. Just he, I mean, ghost, he can be gone. Yeah. No reason, no explanation. He just takes your money and runs. Mm-hmm. But the games that he does show up, he's incredible. Yep. It, I don't know why. He's the number one in Dallas. He is. Even with CeeDee Lamb no, coming in. On, on question number one. Yeah, number I, one. I'm a big Gallup guy, but Gallup's clearly the number two. I like and Blake Lamb Jarwin coming in there, slot. but they have some vacant targets with Witten, um, Randall Cobb leaving. You don't think Blake Jarwin's just going to step into that, though? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, I, I, I like Blake Jarwin. I think CeeDee Lamb... I still don't understand why they picked him there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, what, I, what I've heard is it was just Jerry Jones sticking it to the Eagles. Yeah. So. Yeah. For sure. But I I do I do like Amari Cooper. I mean, uh, uh, 1,100 yards, yards, eight, per eight touchdowns. Last year. Eight touchdowns last year. He's never been a target monster, though. He's no. not a target. So if you don't get those touchdowns and those receiving yards, does he drop? And he played 16 games last year, but going... I don't think he should have played 16 games last year. There were, he did have a slight thing last year, mm-hmm. but yeah, he finished at number nine last year. So, and I mean, he's done it before. He's been at the high end before. That was his first time being a true finishing as a true wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Dak Prescott is going to be presumably, I, I mean, I still think, I don't think he was offered $175 million because I think he would have took $175 million. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that, but... I think Dak is clearly capable. They still have a pretty good offensive line. And they also have a very easy strength of schedule this year. At, okay. That's yeah. good. Yeah, they're they're at 30. But, I mean, his touchdowns the past three years, 8-7-7. Seven, seven, so, that's on... But his yards per catch were definitely... I mean, they were a whole yard above his normal. So, he was a little over his head there, but... Yeah, I mean he's only, I mean he's been a thousand yard receiver every year except one. So, I mean when he came into the league, it was Amari Cooper, the guy. He was yeah. the guy that year. Yeah. And I mean, 
talent wise, he, he he has been that guy. It's just consistency wise. And he's that's why he's my number nine guy. Well, and that's and I think consistencies while I dropped him down to number eleven is because I do think there's some more consistent wide receivers. Yeah, I mean ref, reference like fantasy footballers, one of them has him four, one of them has him six, one of them has him twelve. Yeah. So the um I mean some people think oh he was actually a lot more injured than he was leading on last year right. and that was some of it. But um I mean when I draft the first couple rounds are all about high end security to me. Yeah. I mean I, I usually go running backs early. But if I'm taking a wide receiver in the first or early second, I have to I mean I want as much guarantee for high end production and that's why I always that's why I always go after Michael Thomas, Julio, mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins. And that's why I was saying earlier about Tyree Kill. He might not be like if those guys are there, I'm clearly taking those guys just because they have those off games. And when they have those off games from your number, my past two years, my first round draft picks have been David Johnson. And one of those years I did good. One of those years I did terrible. When you don't get that first, <laughs> second round pick guys to, and they don't produce, work. it is. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you don't win your league at the draft, but you can lose it there. You can lose it. Yes, I agree with you. I think you can never win your league at your draft, but you can clearly lose it. Yep very quickly if your first few picks don't hit. So luckily for me last year, I was drafting kind of early. So I took CMC. That's why I ended up making it. I also got Dalvin Cook in the second round. I also got Dalvin (laughs) Cook in the second round. He was good. So I think my my first two picks is the reason why I was a playoff contender right off the bat is because I hit on both. Yeah, I got David Johnson, Nick Chubb. Yeah, I hit on one of them. One of them, I mean, was good for a couple games, but... Yeah, bye unfortunately, bye. that league does not have a lot of trading, so we no. do need to step that step up. Um, so then jumping to 10, right? We're at 10? Yep. All right, who you got for number 10? 10, 10 uh, DJ Moore. Wow, yep. okay, okay. I don't have him on my top 12. Really? Okay, no. so yeah, I mean, like we were saying, this is a debatable class, and yes. it's really... It's been a very difficult class to scout out, for, for sure. I've always liked DJ Moore. I mean, last year was only his second year, guys, and he finished number eighteen overall. And you think he's going to step up? Terrible quarterback play. Terrible quarterback. But have they play. fixed it? I think Teddy Bridgewater is much better than whatever they had last year with Kyle Allen and whatever his other name is. I forget it because <laughs> it was he that sucked. Bad. <laughs> it was so bad; it's not even worth mentioning. But yeah, I mean, he had 135 targets last year, which was the thing. He was a target monster, but his calling card has always been yards after the catch. He is, he's, he's not as big. He's not that big. I mean, he's 5'11", 215. He's stout and he's quick. He gets the ball and he's good. But his, his touchdown totals have been the problems. He had four last year. His rookie year, he had two. He hasn't missed any time. He missed one game last year, my bad. But I mean, looking at it, I think he's going to take level up, but I mean, he scored double digit points in every game last year, except four games. The only problem is he only scored over 20 points in two of those games. So it's, it's tough great. to see it's him consistency mid, but that's why I think he's going to take the step up with a more consistent, stable quarterback. Yeah. I, I think the thing that I struggle with is, is Teddy Bridgewater going to be the guy there to take that offense a step further after the Cam Newton fiasco as gone through and then I'm on top of that about. are they gonna take i mean you're you're gonna have to sit there and say where are those receptions gonna come from I mean, if he gets 135 targets from teddy i mean he only had 87 receptions last year for just about 1200 do yards. me a favor though look up and see what reception totals cmc had last year and i'm curious to compare the two because that is going to be an issue because it cmc is, tar- is a target monster from I mean, the backfield i i know he had over 100 Last year, he had 116 receptions, 141 targets. So he had like six more targets than DJ Moore. But that's what I'm saying. But, but, but that was, but clearly, I mean, Christian McCaffrey. You can't have a wide receiving re- touchdowns. It's a running back out producing a wide receiver. But in Christian his McCaffrey job. is, you can't compare him to, I mean, they were, cl- I mean, he's a one of a kind Christian player. McCaffrey with, I mean, had one of the best running back seasons of all time. DJ Moore was still able to finish 18th. I think taking this step, I mean, he only had four touchdowns. I think the touchdowns are the big thing. If he can get those up and a little bit more catch percentage with a better, more accurate quarterback, I think he could. And that's where I have him. I, I think 10 is, it could be, 
optimistic. He could drop. He could he could be I do think his floor though is top twenty. Well, I definitely agree with you. I think his floor is top twenty for sure. But and I cannot sit there. If if I came out as as my number one ride receiver was DJ Moore, I would not be too thrilled. I mean, because you have him in a number borderline, but you have him at number one. The thing I have, the reason I have him there is the consistency factor. Okay. I mean, there were only a few weeks last year where you were disappointed with DJ Moore. Okay. It's a, it's, it's an interesting thought. I mean, the, for reference, fantasy footballers, one has them 13, one has them 10, one has them eight. So there are some people out there like me who see DJ Moore in his third year. With the Teddy Bridgewater coming up, in, yes. taking Which over. Which I'm not a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan. I'm not it either. It was just terrible last year. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater was all that phenomenal playing in New Orleans. I think that was a product of having a good coach and a good team. So I'm curious to see what will happen. I do think player-wise, I do think Michael Thomas and DJ Moore aren't that dissimilar in how they run routes and how they you, handle you, the so ball. You're comparing no, I mean, DJ- I mean, I mean, clearly Michael Thomas is way more productive and talented but I think you think DJ, DJ Moore, Moore could be comparable. Yeah. At some I point. mean, I mean, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't say, I, I don't think he can be in the number. I don't think he could be top five. I, I don't, but that's why I have him at 10. I think I, I don't know. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. So my number 10, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on him because we've already talked about him a little bit is Mike Evans. He's my 11. So I've got Mike Evans at 10 reasons. Again, Tom Brady coming in, not turning the ball over consistent. Yeah. I mean, Mike Evans, once again, is a, a he's a target hog. He he's just recept- done it. He's, he's done yeah, it. He's, he's done it, always, and he does it all of the time. Done it. So I mean, we're talking. He's never had a season less than a thousand he yards. Finished twelve twelfth overall last year, and he played thirteen games. And for a while there, it was kind of going back and forth between him and Chris Godwin, who had the better overall finish. Right. But I mean, his. It's like Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay. Those are my guys who I will place a bet on for who is going to lead the league in touchdowns. Yeah. Big body, physical yeah. wide receiver. Eight touchdowns, 13 games. Eight touchdowns year before in 16. He had a drop off in 17. Five. But, but then 12, three and 12. Yeah. So, I mean, he, and again, he's coming in with a better quarterback. But the, uh, the reason I have a, him trade off there because I yes. don't think Brady will throw the, the ball deep, ball. deep quite as often as James that's did. the only James, that, it's it's kind of looking back at it and thinking about it. I think James, Mike Evans was the perfect wide receiver for Jameis Winston just because he's so big. And well, Jameis Winston might be fixed now because he got LASIK. So he can actually <laughs> see now. Yeah. So maybe but he's, he's not there. Be like the best quarterback of all time. Yeah. Who knows? But Mike Evans he can make up for a lot of quarterback mistakes and he, he's just supremely talented. Right. And that's why he has my 11. I mean, right. I, and so jumping down to my 11 and we're not going to spend a bunch of time on him because we already did is Amari Cooper. Okay. So I do have Amari Cooper at 11 yep. just because, um, I, I think there's a lot of pass catchers down there, but I do think Amari Cooper has the talent to still be the number one. I don't see anybody taking that over. No. Going back to Mike Evans just for a quick second, though, on the fantasy footballers, I want to show this ranking range. Two of them have him at 16. One of them has him at five. Yeah. So, I mean, again, again, we're both splitting the difference. It's such a hard class this year to really know. There are a few guys coming off injuries, quarterback systems changing like DJ Moore, like Mm -hmm. Mike Evans. So it's. And this is usually how it is most of the years. There's not, there's usually not that Michael Thomas guy. Right. And it's probably not going to be Michael Thomas again. But if I had to place my bet, it's all percentage. You yep. want to give your shot. You want to give yourself the best chance. Possible. At the end of the day, I will take Chris Godwin over Mike Evans. Yep. All day, every day. I think Mike Evans is still good, but Chris Godwin's coming first. And that's yep. why I have him at 10. And I mean, like I was saying earlier, I was surprised about Chris Godwin's yards per catch numbers over 15. But, I mean, Mike Evans is 17, both of the pa- over 17, almost 18, both of the past two years. His lowest has been 13, and that was kind of an off year. It's usually a, oh, at least 15. So, he's a mm. big play guy. Yeah. In that offense, I mean, it was proven they, they can that offense can sustain two elite wide receivers. So, then... Jumping down to my 11, I have Amari Cooper. Who do you have at 11? 
11 was Mike Evans. Mike Evans. 12. So who you got at 12? So rounding out our top 12, let's see if we're going to hit. This was... This was tough. Like we were saying, this is this was hard. This was hard, guys. Yeah. But my twelve was Allen Robinson. Wow. Okay. Not. I'm not surprised. Actually, I'm a little surprised. But Allen Robinson has the talent, and he's been there. He's done it before. He just hasn't done it outside of Blake Bortles' year. It's the target. Couple years guys. ago, it's the targets. He has proven three times in his career, including last year, he's had over 150 targets. In those years, he produces. What was his reception totals? Last year was 98, which was pretty bad good. when you have 150. It's not a real good uh, catch percentage, but when you have... Look who's throwing Mr. the ball. Biscuit, exactly. <laughs> and that's why he is going to stay. He finished at 11 last year, and which, that's why I seem very... That's why I have him ranked at 12. Is I this think, ranking for Mitch Trubisky, though, or is this ranking for Nick Foles? Well, I kind of split the difference. It's kind of split the so, difference. Because <laughs> I think at times... That one's going to be better than the I, other? I do think Nick Foles will get in there at some point. And I think he is a. Upgrade. I think if Trubisky struggles off the bat, then yes. But I'm not su- confident with either one of them quarterbacking my team and well, Allen Robinson I, I having to be Nick successful. Foles has proven he can sustain at least one guy. He, he last. I mean, he only played like one week last year, but that week chart, he did pretty good. He proved in Philadelphia, Alshon Jeffrey. He had a connection with them. He can. He can do something. He's not. The, really, the the main thing was because Allen Robinson has the talent. It's more just a, we just need more consistency, more and consistent, I think Foles yeah. will provide that consistency. There were times last year where Mitch Trubisky looked like a little boy out there who didn't know. When you have a top three defense in the league, and your offense is still that bad, it doesn't make sense. I mean, they could if they could figure out their quarterback situation. Which I like Anthony Miller, but the, there's no compare. Not not yet, at least. I think I still think AJ Anthony Miller can increase, but Allen Robinson. Allen is, Robinson's the, is the is the number one there, and I think he'll always take the number one. They've got a billion freaking Montgomery tight ends too. Can, yeah, which are none of them are really. Yeah, half great. of them are going to get cut by the season start. But you know, Jimmy Graham, an overpriced Jimmy Graham, who's an older Jimmy Graham, is not going to take terrible, a lot of targets. Terrible. But will he take a lot of end zone targets? Possibly. Which, what was his touchdown totals for the seven last year? But I mean, he's he, he's shown. I mean, it, fourteen in his second year, that monster year where he finished number five overall. Mm-hmm. So, I think he can do it. It is interesting. He, he could stay healthy last year for a full sixteen. The year before that, thirteen. He's really only ever had one bad year with injuries. But I think Allen Robinson is a pretty pretty safe bet. I think he could be a safe bet. I just, again, the only thing that worries me is the quarterback play. Yeah. But that's it. Which, so yeah, rounding yeah. out then my top 12, and I don't think you're going to be very surprised to hear me say the name, just because you know he's my boy, is Adam Thielen. Okay. He's my 13. He's your 13. So I've got Adam Thielen um, at my number 12, rounding out my, my, my number ones. Again, he's the guy up there. There's a there's a chemistry between clear number one this year. Clear for sure. They got rid of Stephon Diggs, but there's been a chemistry between him and Kirk that you don't see too often. It was, between it was immediate, it was it was, immediate. it was very quick, and they had some issues down the stretch at the end of last season. He played ten games last year, but he did try and come back for some of those games, and he he shouldn't have. Yeah. He should have just sat out, and he might have been able to come back for the very end of the season, but. Yeah, who knows now? He got ruined. But, but, I mean, the year before that, he had 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns, with 113 receptions. Yep. And even in the games that he played last year, he, he had six he, touchdowns. He's been a top 10 guy twice. And last year, it was injuries. With Stefan Diggs gone, I think it. I, I'm a big Justin Jefferson guy. When, I, we, yeah. when we get to Dynasty, rookie guys, rookie he, is one, he is very high for me. I love him. I yes. actually drafted him in my Dynasty League. He was yes. my eighth I was not pick. happy about that, but yes. Overall, he was eighth overall pick for me. But I do think it, it it's just hard for rookie wide receivers to come in and produce immediately. And I think the connection with Thielen, he's proven it. Kirk Cousins in that offense – I just think it's going to continue. Yeah. And Thielen just always figures out a way to get open. He, it's amazing to see how you know where the ball is going to probably be going. You do. And somehow he's always wide open. He's just that kind of receiver. 
and again, an undrafted guy. Yep. An yeah, undrafted guy, year, and he's now in his seventh year, and it took a little bit for I mean, him to be like the number really one. He's really been like big in the fantasy world for the past four years. Yeah, but it took a little bit for him to get going, but once he got going, he's twenty nine. So I mean, that's yeah. not terrible. I think I think this year, I would not be surprised. So I actually have him set it out for Irv Smith could 10 take touchdowns a, this Irv year. Smith at tight end could take a a slight step this year, but. They, I'm not worried about Irv Smith. Kyle either. Rudolph. Yeah, I mean, it's not worried he's, about he's Kyle Rudolph either. Number one. There's nothing to worry about, I think. Yeah. Now, what worries me a little bit is are they going to run the ball even more than they did last year? <laughs> Which I don't. Which they could. If they, they could. Do, not. I don't think it's just going to be Dalvin Cook. I no, think I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to have the workload he had last year, especially because he almost didn't he's injury it. prone. He almost didn't make it. Yeah, he's injury prone. But they do a lot of play action passes. So they the you know the passing game is definitely set up by the run game, but I think Adam Thielen is still a locked and loaded number one. I don't see him finishing outside the top twelve this year. No, yeah, I think I think he's a pretty safe bet. But I wanted so my like he was my thirteen, my fourteen was Odell like we talked about. But there's is one player that I really like that I want to talk about. He was my number fifteenth is DJ Chark. DJ Chark. All right. So the DJ Chark. Here's the thing. You know I'm a massive one year, fan. One year of production. Yes. I'm a massive fan. Just traded for him in my dynasty yes, league. Yes, you did. Took, I was, I was, you were very upset about that. A, uh, I was planning a trade for him out, and he did it before me. So I definitely like DJ Chark. And when we do our uh, our next... Uh, but people are... I mean, some people have him as low as like 19, 20 areas. Some people have him as a top 10 guy. Yeah. I think Gardner, year two... Chark going into year three. The he's speedster. Just, he's 6'4", 200 pounds. I mean, he... Yeah. And lightning. On the field, you can see the talent. It is there. Gardner being more consistent. He had eight touchdowns last year. Barely at the 1,000 yards, but he only had 73 receptions with 118 targets. I think that goes up. I think he's yeah. a locked-in guy, a top-end guy. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't was, be unhappy if he was definitely my number if he was my second wide receiver on my team. The first half of the season was great. The second half of the season they there were some big bumps. Yeah. But he there was But was that him or was that just the quarterback they were going back and was, forth? Yeah. And I do play. like Gardner. I think Gardner has showed enough potential last year to stick with him. They clearly They want him. So they haven't brought anybody Foles. in. No. They got rid of Foles. They haven't brought anybody in. I don't think Fournette in. is going to get quite as many targets as he did last year. Last year, his targets were insane. Well, and there's still they talk really about have, trade with him. I mean, they have Didi, which I like, but he's not. Got him on my dynasty. He's team. not on the same level. Yeah. So they drafted Chanel, but yeah, I never, I didn't really hear great things about him. So I mean, it's just gonna, DJ it's gonna Chark be interesting. DJ Chark, yeah. So, I mean, we'll do another ranking for wide receivers. We'll go from 13 to, I think, 25 is what we were thinking. And so we'll get into some more of these debates. as far as we can get. Yeah, we'll get into some more of these debates on a deeper level. But the next wide receiver list will be very interesting. Yes. There are... We got some names, man. This is, in my opinion, the best... The most talented wide receiver we've ever had in the league at any time the past few years. It is the wide. There are just so many great guys, and it's all about quarterback situation, yep. offense. So I think it, I think it'll be and very we'll interesting. Be, we'll have some rookies probably, especially in there after too. last year's class. Yeah, how many guys came into the league and just killed it, blew the socks off? So yep, it's, it's going to be, be interesting. Well, thank you guys for listening to the fantasy league with Caleb and James. And we look forward for uh, you sticking with us for another podcast. Like us on all of our social media pages. And we'll see you next week. There we go. Bye.